Let's talk about the funk. First of all, what do you do to get out of that? Or what do you do mentally to get past it? There's times when I'm out there and I'm like, I'm done. I'm not done. Yeah. Let's back her in, you know? Cocktails are waiting, pal. Yeah. I know two people around this table participate in this activity when the funk gets really bad, real stinky. Um, and one person does not. Probably because he doesn't know how. But <laughs> do you game? You break out the phone. Do oh, you get your Tetris gone? That's blasphemy. You need 100% of your senses. Our senses are horrible. They are, so especially you, if you're face down in a freaking Tetris game yeah. on your smartphone. Unless you're going for a high score. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. We've all heard that saying that, you know, 10% of the fishermen or guys that are out there hunting or killing 90% of the game. I think the temp, those 10% of guys are the guys that do find a way to get through that, the grind, mm -hmm. you know, the funk. Yep, for I sure. Because I think a lot of people pack it up early. Walleyes are the early bloomer of the warm water species. They are. They are the... Uh, Get some! <laughs> they're the 13-year-old boy of... Uh, uh, yeah. God, I hated that guy in the locker room. I freaking hated him. The hairy one? Yeah. <laughs> you could always just look across the barrel or look across your bowstring. Yeah, I hunt, I've hunted with some guys like that. <laughs> just, they just wing it. <laughs> They'll, mm -hmm. you know, be red-faced and and uh, they'll shoot. And I'll turn around and be like, hey, that felt good. That felt really good. <laughs> okay, <did it>? okay. <laughs> I think you dropped one of your nuts on the floor there, pal. <laughs> yeah. Welcome... Welcome, welcome to another edition, another episode of The Crave with a K. Welcome, y'all. What is happening? <laughs> I am joined, uh, Jake Siegel here, um, superstar male pattern baldness, Jake Siegel, is also joined <laughs> by uh, some news that I just found out. Very excited. Uh, actually, the inventor of the DeLorean Drum roll. Yeah. and the hoverboard. Nate Bailey. <laughs> really? Coming, yeah. coming, coming yeah. to market. Really? Yeah. Q1 2018. <laughs> Thanks, uh. Be on the lookout. I thought that. Wow. Good sure. for you. Now you're just working on getting up to 86 miles an hour. 88. Right. Miles. 88, 88, 88. It is 88. Yep. No, We're no, at 86 no. right now. We got two more to go. <laughs> Very close. <an> nice. <laughs> uh, so <Good> for you, <laughs> time machine inventor and hoverboard aficionado, Nate Bailey. It was either that or the hot tub. That's right. <laughs> DeLorean's way cooler. I agree. <laughs> also, uh, also joined around the table is uh, champion, the 2017 Shake Weight Singles Competition winner, John Eastburn. How? <laughs> How? <laughs> Glad to be here. Eye of the Tiger. Oh, Glad man. to be here. <laughs> Rumor is uh, you're looking to take that worldwide. True. Already a uh, three-time national champ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is the case. That is the case. It's It hasn't caught on in some of the other countries, but uh, I'm determined. I, you would think, determined. given some of the... Uh... The competition in the U.S. just is not there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have your... Uh, and most of them are teenagers. Imagine that. Which they just don't hold the candle to uh, 
you know, a male of my size. So, yeah, we're your gonna, experience. It's going international. Your your, your experience behind the shake weight, <laughs> yeah, is unsurpassed. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, well, the good thing about the the shake weight competition is is eighty percent of your points awarded by the judges is based on the amount of uh, lather that you have worked up. <laughs> so, the sweatier, the better. Oh, you don't want me joining then. You have some serious competition. <laughs> you couldn't join. Um, they drug test. Oh, sorry. sorry. Now, word I'm is out. You, I'm word, out. Word, word is you're, you're doing the single hand. Next year. Singles, yes. Next year. Now, this yes. has never been done before. You're looking at taking it to both hands? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's all form. It's all okay. form, guys. Most of these competitions cannot be aired on most of the ESPN networks. That's true. <laughs> so. Yeah. Ocho? The Ocho. <laughs> no. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, uh, very happy to be doing uh, another episode of The Crave. Um, we're still here. We're still here. Whether anybody's listening or not, <laughs> I'm not sure. But <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. hello. Uh, today we're going to talk about a few different things. Kevin Fieber. Mm-hmm. Fieber. Fieber. Or Fieber. <laughs> Justin Fieber. <laughs> yeah. Fieber believers. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to talk about some of the things today that... Uh, that we love to do in the springtime so much, um, walleye fishing. Uh, now, we talked a little bit pre-show about about the fact that I probably have the most experience behind a walleye rod. Um, does not mean – I would probably still give John the advantage just because he seems to be able to pull a bass out of a, out of a bathtub. <laughs> Fish <laughs> magnet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we're going to talk about uh, the walleye run, you know, what type of tactics you can use, what – I mean, really, why they do what they do, and and how, um, if you live and I grew up in the Midwest, and how that walleye run can be over just like that, or it can last for a couple weeks. But it's an awesome time of year. Um, I think no matter where you are in the springtime, um, there's always that 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 fish or that you know that something that you key in on, and you're like, man, that's to me that's springtime, and for me, that's walleye fishing. You know, I didn't do a lot of turkey hunting growing up because I was I was on the water all the time. You know, in the springtime, as soon as the the ice was off of the rivers, um, you know, and we actually there's some uh, there's cameras now that you can go to certain websites uh, and look at underwater cameras in the rivers, and you can awesome. start checking out the you know the fish uh, that are moving up upstream to to spawn. So like road condition cameras, but it for is. fishing conditions. Yeah, it is. That's awesome. It is. So it's it's not the greatest. I mean, you're you're in a, usually looking at some pretty dirty water, but you mm. know you'll catch fish going by, and sure, it's pretty cool. So that's awesome. I've tried that. Um, my uh, my employer has has blocked any website that has a camera <laughs> on it, unfortunately, <laughs> due to um, past employees uh, abusing the uh, the internet. Well, yeah, the se- severity, uh, I guess I should say the, the, the vulgarity of the websites you were trying to view <laughs> may have been the issue. So, yeah, um, y- you might be being singled out there. My, yeah. last, my last IT hookup really screwed me over. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we'll talk about uh, some walleye fishing. I know that guy. Um, <laughs> we'll also, uh, we're also going to dive into uh, a little bit of turkey hunting. We're going to talk about turkey language, clucks, purrs, cheeps. Yep, Thunder Chicken 101. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Coming through in, uh, in uh, it could be foreign language at this point for some people out there, me included. So we're going to dive into what all that stuff means and uh, hopefully help you out a little bit when you're out there and, you know, you're not just, uh, you know, blown on a reed or a box call for, for hours on end, <laughs> not, not accomplishing anything. So 
I'll need help with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about that and a few other things. Also, actually, before we um, get into those things, we're going to talk about the funk. Get, get the, the funk. funk out of my face. Whether you're hunting or fishing, what do you do when you don't see critters? You're not. I mean, ninety. Mm. What? Nine, you say probably ninety percent of the time when you're hunting or fishing, you're probably either not seeing something. We're not catching something. Mm -hmm. So what do you do to either pass the time or change your luck? I've never experienced that fishing, but uh, true you know, chasing. So more like ninety five percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> chasing four legged critters. That's mm -hmm. that's the case. Yeah, by all means, it's a yep. mental preparation. Sure. I think <laughs> it is big time. Um, you don't have to get ahead of ourselves. We'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking, I mean, you kind of, I think it's something that if you're an outdoorsman that was raised, you know, from a young age in that environment, mm -hmm. you're kind of used to it and desensitized to it. That's a good point. Um, That's a good point. But, yeah, there's different tips no, and you, tricks you make that a, you can... No, you make a good point if you're... If you're if you're accustomed if to a your certain dad sucked at hunting, <laughs> <laughs> or your mentor, yeah. and never saw jack squat, yeah, you, know, hey, you got pretty that's, good. That's at a norm. Filling in those blanks. That's yeah. a norm. Yeah. So then you probably didn't even realize. I mean, you, that was I love you, that, dad. that might have been. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we we're all pretty fortunate on that end. So you know, at least have somebody in our life. But yeah. Now we'll uh, we'll talk about that. I mean, what what do you do, and how do you get out of the funk? So, but before we get into any of that, I think you all know what time it is. It's Would You Rather time. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, so we've had a couple, a uh, couple pretty good Would You Rather's today. We're gonna take it. Uh, we're gonna cross. Uh, we'll do some crossover um, into mainstream sports along with uh, our hunting and fishing uh, endeavors. So. The would you rather, and we we had fun with this one. Mm -hmm. This is, yeah. I think this will make everybody think just a bit. <laughs> so the would you rather is this, simply this: you are putting on a fishing and hunting academy, a one day, what's called one to two day academy, where you are the instructor and you have to teach people how to fish and. Uh, bow hunt slash rifle hunt, right? So this is this is something where you're going to show them how to shoot a gun. You're going to show them the basics of archery, the basics of casting and retrieving swim baits and jigs and uh, countless other baits, right? Um, so the would you rather is this. Given that you are teaching the academy, you have to do all of those things with your opposite hand. So if you're right-handed dominantly, you have to teach that academy with your left hand, with no practice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or you have the option, if you don't want to do that, you have to, in front of a World Series Game 1, throw out the first pitch left-handed. <laughs> or right-handed if you're left-handed. <laughs> right, with your opposite uh, hand. Yep, with hand. no practice. Uh. <laughs> Gentlemen, the floor. <laughs> the floor. And we're talking... The folks that are uh, showing up to your 
outdoor clinic. They're paying customers. They're paying you money. To <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've, they've traveled <laughs> from for miles. Yeah, you are a world renowned. Three states away. You are a world cases. renowned outdoorsman. Yeah, <laughs> owned in all of the, the the the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Feel I'm, just, I'm just thinking yes. about everything at the uh, the outdoor clinic, like. Hanging tree stand and like say you're screwing in steps. Left handed. Oh. <laughs> you got left hand both sides of the tree. <laughs> oh. Or and no way to cast a fly rod. <laughs> and in in none of this can uh, you say, Hey, you know, well I, I lost a bet, I had to do this. Right. I'm usually right handed, but I'm doing no. You just have to go out there, you have to do your best, look like a fool. Either throwing out the first pitch in front of a World Series audience, yeah. nationally televised game with your opposite hand. Or do all of these things at the academy, so and promptly issue refunds to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, so what many is questions. It? What's I mean? I wonder what. No, how? What's the size of the class, though? What's the size <laughs> of the? I mean, I'm sure. I mean, <laughs> they're 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 recording this to, to right. create a web series that right. That yet more okay. customers. So can it's pay a for. nationally accredited outdoor school. Correct. Yes. It's. I mean, you the outdoor channel your, your is biggest. There. The outdoor channel is there also. naturally because yes. you're there. Okay. Well, come on. What do we got? What What do you, Nader? I'm throwing out the first pitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, because it's because okay. Sorry. <laughs> so go ahead. Go ahead. In Nader. addition to go having, ahead. oh man, just think of the, the 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 memes and the. Oh yeah. Oh my. Uh, go ahead though. But you know, so the 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 main point that makes me arrive to that decision is when you're talking shooting a bow, shooting a rifle. Not only are you incorporating offhand, but now you're you know, if typically if you're right-handed, you're right-eye dominant as well. Mm -hmm. So now you've got to use your off-eye <laughs> as well. You could always just look across the barrel or look across your bowstring. Yeah, I hunt, I've hunted with some guys like that. <laughs> they, just, they just wing it. <laughs> Aiming down the barrel and all this nonsense. Yeah. So particularly for the, for the archery and, the, and the, the range work, it's going to be a mess. So I definitely do the first pitch, but I do it, I do it in style. I'd roll out there. I'd do the. I'd, I'd kind of <laughs> go up there, underhand it. I'd just roll it down there like, <laughs> oh, like a bowling ball. No, just no, no. You have to throw it overhand. You, yes. You're going to well, walk out there and you're going to look like verbal kin. You can't like throw it on the ground and just it in You're going to look foot. like verbal kin from. I'm, uh, still, it in. I'm still throwing the baseball. Okay. Yep. Really? Johnny? Because that 15 minutes of fame, somebody somewhere in short order is going to do something stupid. To overshadow you, and and YouTube mm. is going to blow up all over again. What was the guy from the uh, from the Cubs um, in the stands uh, that interfered with the ball? That caught the ball? Nah, yeah. Mm. Uh, what was his name? I, I'm spacing it first. Nobody's heard no, no, him no, for a while. No. Well, yeah. I mean that. that no, he's guy. a Cubbies fan. Well, he was. Yeah, he still is. He wore glasses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Glass man. <laughs> <laughs> I forget his name. Dumford. Anyway, so your your take, Johnny? I'm way off. Throwing a blank there. <laughs> uh, okay, so this industry, the, the outdoor industry, is so so small. See, I'm thinking that I might be able to get away with it because I'm kind of my mo is kind of you know I'm kind of a jokester, sarcastic. But if these are paying, gosh, they are. They're paying to yeah, be there. Yeah, they're paying you. You. I can't even sign my autographs right-handed. No. <laughs> <laughs> that probably wouldn't turn out much different than your right hand. Um, I think I'm going with the pitch, man. I uh, While I 
would consider myself a mediocre 1A athlete. <laughs> uh, I'm just not, I'm just not very, I'm not that ambidextrous. So <laughs> I'm going to throw the pitch. I think I can yeah. throw a pitch. You know, then it's it's fast. It's over. Yeah, it you is. Know, well, well done. for the time being, oh. you just throw the pitch, <laughs> do the walk of shame. You know, miss the catcher by four feet. <laughs> I don't even think do you the get it there. You just, well, you just bury it into How the ground. How far is that? What is that? Is 90 feet? 90 feet? No, 60 feet. No, I think it is 90 feet. Jeez, man. As long as you do a backflip soon as you, right after you throw, oh. then you'll be forgiven. I think I'm I maybe like try to I st- in I my still in my wind up <laughs> I go on the pitch in my wind up I go down with an Achilles a bad Achilles pull. <laughs> hip pull. <laughs> I There's still, something severely wrong I with think, my leg at that I point. I think yeah. my at like, least you, make it look like I think my worst left-handed pitch is still better than some of the worst first pitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah, going to bring there. that up too. There's there's a That's lot of uh, a lot of fodder out there for yeah <laughs> poor first pitch attempts so between the three of you guys here would you rather throw out a pitch left-handed or sing the national anthem because uh, that is Nate, not a short you start with that one? i'd still take the pitch yeah yeah because my I'm, pitch i think i'm gonna for singing it's all wrong <laughs> i think i'm gonna do anthem on that you're going anthem? you are yeah. you have a good voice I think uh it i think i could do the sultry. anthem better than the it's, than the it's, pitch it's comforting <laughs> It, uh, well, and we can choose who we there's want. There's been many a nights know. in a tent where it just put me to sleep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So you're going to go anthem. You I, go, I'd go you're anthem. going pitch. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. I'd go anthem. Yeah. I think I'd probably go with the anthem. Yeah. I'd probably try the anthem. The key is not starting too low. Oh, so you go too low, you, you can't recover. Mm-hmm. It's not good. The last one. Yeah. yeah. It sounds weird. There's way too to, much range. If you were to drop an octave <laughs> at the end. It would Carl sound. Lewis. Have you guys ever heard Carl Lewis sing the National Anthem? I would do it like, no. There you go. can you see? Like somebody's just it knife edge chopping you in the yeah. Adam's apple. The touch, the feel of cotton. I, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've all established that we do not want to put ourselves out there as awkward outdoorsmen. Right. Right. We'd rather look. Don't like, be that guy. Don't be that guy. Don't do it. Oh man, <laughs> gosh. It's like it's like the guys that are overbowed at the at the bow range. Now, oh, yeah. John, I know you and I and, and Nate. I'm sure you've as as well. But we've experienced firsthand a lot of people that, um, you know, we've come into contact uh, given the uh, industry that we've worked in and the uh, privilege mm-hmm. that we've had to be around a lot of people that have shot bows. A lot of the people we've run into have been businessmen um <laughs> you know they they've held and very and women but let's pick mm-hmm. up the guys but okay. the businessmen you know we've run into they've they come from a position of power they're maybe ceos or cfos and uh, of other companies and and uh they spend their day um making big decisions and uh mm-hmm. signing big checks yes making a lot of money being very important mm-hmm but nothing will make them feel much smaller than giving them a 60 or even a 50-pound bow, putting them on the range, and watching them struggle to get it back. <laughs> I mean, red-faced, usually derailed. Yeah. yeah. 
Or you all, everyone's walked into the range and seen the arrows sticking into the ceiling yeah. about thirty or thirty feet from the from the start line. Yeah. Or from the from the shooting line. Like, <laughs> yeah. And everybody's wondering how do they get up there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where they've done everything they could to get past the uh, the peak of the, of the draw, and they hit let off, and they just you know they blow right through the draw stops because you know so <laughs> yeah there but i don't know yeah it's embarrassing very, it's, moments. it's a valid point yeah. or once they do get it back they they bring it to their face finally to try and find their anchor point and they they end yeah. up collapsing <laughs> and but no, bearing no, the cable you know rod what they do though knuckles. they'll they'll uh At that point i ask them to leave <laughs> <laughs> no they, they, <laughs> these guys will shoot you may go no that's where you go find a allen wrench and you go crank the limbs Just down kidding. a little bit for these, these guys will <laughs> they'll shoot the bow because then you get to watch them do it again they'll go through they'll go through <laughs> all of this right they'll mm-hmm. you know be red-faced and and uh they'll shoot and i'll turn around and be like hey that felt good that felt really good <laughs> okay, <did it>? okay. <laughs> i think you dropped one of your nuts on the floor there Val. <laughs> yeah. and you hit the target to the ah, right of the one so you're actually smooth. aiming oh yeah, that's a smooth so bow. smooth <laughs> Nice. <laughs> all right, all right. So, without thir- uh, further ado, um, let's talk about the funk. Let's talk about what happens because this time of year, I mean, it's you know, it's it's late winter, and we've forgotten all of the bad times. You know, all of, not as a bad time, but all of the slow times that we've experienced throughout the year: August, September, October, November, December, while we're hunting. It, we seem to kind of always just remember, oh, man, I tell you what, mm-hmm. that, those five minutes in the fall when everything was going crazy and <laughs> bucks were chasing. I mean, that's what we remember. Mm-hmm. We seem to forget, um, you know, the days and hours and hours and hours we spend in the tree or in the boat um, or on the shore, and we're just we're getting blanked. So w- what do you guys do? First of all, what do you do to get out of that? Or what do you do mentally to get past it? Huge topic. Huge topic. Um, we could spend multiple episodes on this. Let's uh, spend one for now. Sure. But for now, um, let's just talk about the fishing funk. Let's talk about fishing funk. Uh, there's all the cliche, cliches out there about, you know, hey, any day on the water is better than day. Of <laughs> yeah. You guys heard those? I could argue yep. against Just it. nice to be on the river. Oh, man. You know? <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'd rather be here. Yeah. Well, that yeah, is yeah. grade A baloney because <laughs> you only hear those when people aren't catching fish. Yeah. And uh, Or it's only an hour-long trip right afterward. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's and, not a full um, day. And uh, one of the things I've I've embarked on this year is I, I kind of devoted myself, for my winter steelhead fishing anyway, is just two-handed rod, you know, spay fishing. And uh, This is where your shake weight uh, – <clears throat> Repetition. That's where it comes in. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. And um, it's not the easiest way to catch a steelhead. And there's a lot of, there's many days and hours spent Mm -hmm. when you are, you know, it's just, it just ain't happening. Would you equate steelhead fishing, and I know you haven't done much to any musky fishing, but would you, would would you kind of put those two on the same parallel? I I guess, you know, they say fish of a thousand casts or fish of 10,000 casts. Mm -hmm. Um, I think... You know, if you if you have a chance to fish every day, mm-hmm. you're gonna hit those days on the river or lake where you know those that one day a week or that it's one hot. day every two weeks, you're gonna hit it. You're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna do well. Um, 
being a weekend warrior for the most part, you just you just don't have that mm-hmm. luxury. So um, you kind of got to power through it. Uh, but the way you kind of counteract that, um, it's it's just a mental game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, it's tough because I'll be out there on the river and I'll I'll be looking at these buckets and these pockets of water and I'm like, man, if I just had a bobber and jig rod, yeah, like I think I could pull a freaking fish out of there, yeah. Um, but you know, just kind of commit to to the two handed game and I think it at the end of the day, it 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 will make you a better fisherman just because it kind of you know gives you another mm-hmm. you know uh, arrow in the quiver. Um, but, uh, it's tough, man. I, I, I mean, it's not, I mean, I, 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 I commend think... you cause I, uh, you of all the people that I know, you have the, you are one of the per- people that have the most mental fortitude that I've seen. Um, especially when it comes to fishing, but hunting as well. I mean, you, there's times when I'm out there and I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm not done. Yeah. Let's back her in, you know? Cocktails are waiting, pal. Yeah. Um, and you, and thankfully, you stick it out because we'll catch fish or you'll catch fish at least. And, you know, yeah. we're on the board. But it's not easy. It's no, not it's easy. Not. How many people I wish I had that mental fortitude when it came to my eating habits. <laughs> um, but Yeah, putting the fork down. I'd be in so much is... better shape. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Step away, man. Yeah, I know. I have a problem. Inter- I, I thought actually when I first walked in here, I thought this was that intervention. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, we're all friends here. Yeah, yeah, we are. But so you, I mean, what what keeps you? Go. I don't know. What keeps you going? What keeps you out I there? Don't, I I just you know when I'm your bit, waders are I'm, full and your feet are cold. Yeah, <laughs> I'm bit. I'm just I'm bit by the bug um, of uh, of fishing in general, but especially when, you know steelhead summer and winter. Uh, but uh, I think you just gotta. I think you got to put it, it's all perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Like I feel confident that had I picked up uh, another rod and, and and tried another tactic, I I could have been successful. Um but I'm it's just I'm just challenging myself, mm-hmm. really is what it boils down to. And I think that's a lot that's pretty pretty much the same with uh with bow hunting yeah. too as well. But. Well, I th- I feel like fishing's a little bit easier to deal with the funk than hunting. Because at least with fishing, you've got a whole tackle box sure. full of full of lures, mm-hmm. different colors, different flavors, whatever. Mm-hmm. You can busy yourself quite a lot just mm-hmm. by you know I'm gonna I'm gonna cut and I'm gonna I'm gonna retie. I'm gonna put a different lure on, yeah. try a different color. I'm gonna move. I'm gonna drop the big motor. You know, fire up the boat and and go in another another place. You mm-hmm. know, you can you can keep yourself busy. Right. Uh, you know on a fishing trip more so than mm-hmm. when you're in the particularly in the back country or whatever and yeah. you know but so for me I don't I don't really have to think about it when I'm on the water mm-hmm. I just I I've, I've had a lot of goose egg days and yeah. never even thought about it it's just you just keep plugging along trying different lures different spots different techniques and if it works it works if not mm-hmm. then you know you're always doing something different mm-hmm. and then but in the woods, I mean, it's a lot tougher because, for one, it's a lot more physical exertion. So you're dealing with a lot more fatigue then. You're just whooped because you've been walking all day long and you're tired of walking. You don't want to walk anymore. So then that mental aspect kicks in a lot a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. And 
for me, I just do right, left, right, left. I just just keep walking. Yeah. And it's just like I, I build a cadence as I'm going. And to some degree, that distracts you a little bit from your surroundings because you're, you're <laughs> so mentally focused on keeping your feet moving. Yeah. Um, so sometimes that's a detriment, but at least that keeps me motivated to just keep plodding along and, and trying the next drainage or the, or the next ridge and seeing what's out there. We've all heard that saying that, you know, 10% of the fishermen or guys that are out there hunting are killing 90% of the game. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think I think the ten, those 10% of guys are the guys that do find a way to get through that, the grind, mm-hmm. you know, the funk. Yep, for I sure. Because I think a lot of people pack it up yep. early, and you can't. A lot of it's just being out there. Yeah, just reality is you there. can't catch fish if you're not on the river or, mm-hmm. you know, harvest an animal if you're not in the woods. Sure. Would you guys say that, that bow hunting – uh, well, I should say tree stand hunting doesn't be bow hunting, but tree stand hunting is the hardest to get past the the hours of. Uh, I would say that yes, for sure. Emptiness, because typically you're not that far from your rig. Um, you know that within uh, an hour or so you can be back in the living room snacking or doing whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. For me, the, the pull in the tree stand to just bag it call it a day is a lot stronger than if you're in the back country because mm-hmm. you're already out there you got nowhere else to be mm-hmm. so i i find it a lot easier to stay keep my head in the game mm-hmm. when when you're packed in several miles in 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 somewhere yeah i i agree completely completely i had, i had not done a whole lot of um as far as hunting is concerned i had, I had not done a whole lot of spot and stock until i moved out here um, now we did do some trips to Colorado, um, when I was younger, you know, 16, 17, 18. And, uh, you know, thankfully the, I mean, we were very blessed and we, we had, we'd done very well and we'd seen a lot of elk. Um, so, you know, I mean, it was, <laughs> it, it put a very skewed, um, version of spot and stalk out there but no i completely agree you know when you're out and you're you're invested and it's it's a lot like when you're fishing you can move i think when you can move when you're when you're sedentary and you're in a in a in a situation where in your tree stand you can't move or you shouldn't move Mm -hmm. that's tough that's really tough you know i do get that you know fishing for me is a little bit tougher um i don't know i just and and it could just maybe it's the elements and the cold and the wet sometimes that, that gets to me a little bit um but I think the more seasoned you are, and just, I think that makes you a better fisherman, you know, mm-hmm. to try different things, because um, it's proven with Johnny here. I mean, <laughs> you put the right thing in front of him, you you'll be successful. Yeah. So yeah. you just got to um, find the right presentation. <clears throat> I think yeah. one of the biggest examples of, you know, mental breakdowns has been. You know, as from a hunting standpoint, is when I when I moved out here and I hunted Roosevelt elk. And my only uh, experience with elk hunting up to that point had been the Colorado thing. And mm. you know, there had been—I mean, you saw it in '09 when we were there. It was, mm-hmm. it was—it's silly sometimes how many elk you run into. And in some of these mm-hmm. western states, you get that. Um, so I moved to Oregon back in '05, uh, and didn't really know anybody. And kind of did some solo hunts myself for the first couple of years. And, you know, we're located on the west coast, the west side of the state, and it's all Roosevelt elk. Didn't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really know the terrain. Didn't do my homework. 
Um, just went out and hunted elk like I did in Colorado, which was, you know, go stand, uh, you know, you go 100 yards and stand on a break and bugle and you should have four or five bulls answer you. <laughs> and then you go kill one. And that's the end yeah. of your story. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You pick which one you want to shoot. <laughs> um, man, I was so <sighs> mentally just, I was tore down, man. I was broke down. I, I didn't know. I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't seeing elk. Didn't hear any Alfred. That's for damn sure. And it was tough. It was really tough. I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on. Shortly after that, I met John and and his brother, and you guys kind of took me under your wing as far as hunting coastal elk and showed me that hey, you know, you're dealing with a different <clears throat> different critter. Still Diff- sucks. Does still suck. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah. We've we've since vacated that. We don't even hunt there anymore. But I mean. Uh-huh. You guys showed me how to do it. You yeah. showed me, you know, you yeah. showed me how that, you know, that animal acts a little bit different than a Rocky Mountain elk, and even just how you get around the tree. I mean, you grew up out here, yeah, you, and you knew, yeah. you knew all the old logging roads, all the old cat roads that you couldn't really see. That you know, you bust through this patch of ferns, and all of a sudden, you know, you had uh, you just just walking. Yeah, it's tough. Just sure. walking out here, yeah. getting A to B, mm-hmm. it is not easy. Yeah. So thick. you do that for a few hours and you don't see anything and you're sweaty and it's cold and <laughs> you know, it's raining too and yeah. you know, pretty sure cougars tracking you, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, it's I got I got beat up bad, really really bad. Yeah, I mean, we I mean, there were days there where you go without hearing or seeing an elk. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean, it's it's actually more of a hearing game out there on the on, out here anyway mm-hmm. in the brush because I mean you'll hear them long before you you yeah. know actually you put eyes on them and I think that's what's so frustrating is growing up in it is you you're you're you can be ten yards from the animal you know you see the tips of their horns and you can see their hooves but there's too right. many salmon berries to get an arrow in, in through there and I think that I think that you know at the end of the day probably makes you gives you some more fortitude you mm-hmm. know to get out of that. That fun because the reality is, I mean, nothing against Rocky Mountain elk or the, the eastern part of the state is just because of the terrain you're in. I mean, those opportunities are going to come more often. Mm-hmm. It's tougher to get it done on those on those brush bulls for sure. But that's when you dig in and you. Yeah. That's what it's pretty cool, um, given all the different outlets that we have to whether it's you know I fish or you know you name it as far as the amount of forums that are out there. I mean, if you, if you, if you want to get good at something, there's somebody out there that's willing to teach you mm-hmm. and there's somebody willing to show you how to do things or at least give, give you their experiences and what works and what's not. And sure. And yeah, I think if you, if you want to learn how to do it, you know, find somebody that's good at it, you know, and ask them, Hey, you know, you don't have to take me to your spot, <laughs> but can you give me a pointer? Can you, can you help me out with, with something? And, mm-hmm. you know, people are, that's a great thing about hunting and fishing. Most people are more than willing to help you out. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was, a, it was a rude awakening. You know, Nate, you moved here from, you know, granted you were a little bit younger, but you experienced whitetail hunting and, you know, some people in the West will call them the rats of the mountains. You know, they're just, <laughs> uh, they're plentiful. Yeah, you know, you're at least West. seeing does just, just about every, yeah. every sit. Not yeah. seeing a deer is rare yep. on an outing. Maybe not seeing a trophy buck every time, but seeing mm-hmm. a deer is rare. So, not seeing a deer. Right. Blacktail yeah. hunting was another thing that uh, kind of gave me the uh, <laughs> the gray ghost. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. kind of gave me the, the the slip for a while. You know, I was uh, again. I'm hunting areas I didn't I didn't know where, what I was doing, and I, I didn't know Dude. how to hunt them. And um, yeah, you rebounded though. I did quickly. You, you yeah. rebounded though. <laughs> <laughs> but it was tough. Getting you know, it you done nowadays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, but again, a lot of it is. Just asking questions and, and... And trespassing. And trespassing. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy bait. Heavy bait. All year round. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. The nice thing is... That's is not a blacktail. That's a mule deer. No, it's 100%, 100% blacktail. <laughs> <laughs> Those animal preserves, they just... You know, they're plentiful. And yeah, they're, nobody hunts them. It's nobody weird. hunts them, which I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. The deer are so tame. <laughs> There's some dudes that, like, drop alfalfa every morning. Yeah. It's like you just wait for the tractor to leave. And <laughs> it's great. So the, uh, the funk had got me thinking about one other thing. I know two people around this table participate in this activity when the funk gets really bad, real stinky. Um, and one mm-hmm. person does not, probably because he doesn't know how. But <laughs> do you game in a stand on the boat? In the woods, do you do you break out the phone? Oh, do you get your Tetris on? That's blasphemy. Do you get uh, <laughs> you get your Angry Birds on and and kill twenty minutes in the tree stand? Yes, I do. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> I wish I would have known that before. Yeah. Nate, I'm pretty sure I walked you to a stand one time, and you had a <laughs> War and Peace book. Uh, you had War and Peace <laughs> in your backpack. I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. what's in your backpack? You pull out like a like a 1500 <laughs> page hard hardback. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> keeps you in shape when you're it carrying does. around 12 pounds of books uh, in your backpack. Like, man. I didn't realize they had to choose your own adventure, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. <laughs> but evidently, Nate found it. Uh, it's in Braille, too. <laughs> <laughs> you get real close to the action that way. Oh, He's very excited. That is disgusting. So, Nate, you do. I you'll, do. You'll break yeah. out Angry Birds or... Uh, no, I actually have an archery game on my, on my phone. Uh, yep. So, it's like... So, yep. you're kind of... You're like... Um, I'm virtually still in it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm still. That's what I tell myself anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I just smoked that 12 points. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. John? I cannot you, do it. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, I just, I'm so opposed. Curmudgeon. I'm so opposed to technology in the tree stand or in the, in the field. Or anywhere else. I, just, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not putting you guys in this boat by any means. But I've, you can I've, put me in the boat. I've heard of people, like, literally listening to tunes in the tree stand. Well, that's a whole other situation. To that's pass just, the time. That's just annoying. Or I mean, I've, I've listened I, but, to books on tape in the stand. But one of your buddy, I, I can t- and well, I'm, I can tell you, it's hurting your odds. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I don't know. It's it's takes me when I'm hunting. You're it kinda, so amped up. Right I now. I am right now. I'm passionate <laughs> about this. I'm passionate about this. Uh, yeah, no books, no no board games in the tree stand. <laughs> you barely answer your phone when you're at work. Ah man, it just it just it <laughs> take. I mean, I, I I I no technology. Right in the stand. No, why? Just, just when I when I'm in there, I want to be like completely ingrained in what's happening around me. Yeah, and it sucks for like the first hour, but before you know it, you're like you hear stuff that you don't normally mm-hmm. pick up on, whether it's a a drop hitting like the cap of this mushroom or it, or a, a chipmunk or just a bird, you know. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> no. you, guys, you guys are sleeping now, but I'm, I'm telling you, your senses will get heightened, and and it's it's you know you kind of get 
caught up in it. And mm. personally, I think it makes you a better, you know, outdoorsman. Um, but uh, because sometimes you just barely hear that that mm. leaf or stick pop, and mm. you make that call, or you know, you grab your bow, and you you're able to get that opportunity. Um, gosh, I'm just so opposed to it. <laughs> I just I and 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 people ask me, dude, how do you freaking spend ten, twelve hours in a stand and don't do anything? I just it the day goes by faster than you think it does. Yeah, it does. I, but uh, that's just my. I just sense. get super antsy if I kinda, if I don't yeah. occupy myself with something, and then yeah. when I do hear that weird noise, I'm like, what's that? And then yeah. then I catch myself like I sit up all of a sudden and I'm like immediately looking around the tree and. That's not the that, reaction that you want to have. That quickly, too, probably. Yeah, yeah and it kind of, like, it takes <laughs> yeah. you back. Okay, so, like, we're... The, we're <laughs> I'm a pretty... We I are the apex tree predators. Stands and we are apex predators. And you need 100% of your senses. Our senses are horrible. They are, so especially you, if you're face down in a freaking Tetris game yeah. on your smartphone. Unless you're going for a high score. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And, and it kind of like, I don't know, it, you know, our ancestors, it just, you know, for me, it kind of takes me back to that simpler time. And mm-hmm. and you, I, you guys know me. I'm so anti-technology. Yeah, we're aware. Uh, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. we're aware. That's, it's pretty bad. Pretty bad. But anyhow, I'm going to get off my soapbox. <laughs> I understand your your perspective. No, I, I I agree that any distraction in the woods, whether it's a text message you're answering or playing a game or whatever, checking the weather on your phone. Yeah, I mean, know, I I read like, a book. It doesn't sitting in a blind with with my wife, who mm-hmm. is who is very accomplished outdoors person, woman. Yes, she is. Uh, and she's on her phone. And gosh, even that bugs, you, bugs me. I'm like, man, there's freaking technology in my radius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, just it's just I don't know. Well, Sorry. listen, I I would say I'd say you're in the minority, probably the of probably. people at this point that uh, certainly in our in our age sure. yeah. bracket. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you bet, you yeah. bet. But no, it's uh, quick story. Uh, the the uh, blacktail I shot this year. Yeah. Um, late season. Uh, the which the bigger one? One, the bigger the one. The, okay, the last one. Okay. Now, I, for now, you can kill. You can kill two bucks right, a right. year in Oregon if right. you draw the correct tags. Right. Just for yeah, you had a general season. Our tag listeners and, out there, our yeah. listener out there. This uh, was and, the and a controlled, <coughs> uh, a limited right. entry controlled. Hunt. I like all of the Crave members are very legal. Mm-hmm. And abide by all rules and regulations. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> he's telling the truth. Yeah, no, it was all legit. Everything was yeah, good. Um, no sarcasm. Was at on all. my own property here and hadn't, you know, it was first year on the property. And anyway, had a tree stand set up, and I had uh, <clears throat> rut was was kicking in. Had some does milling around the uh, camera for a few days. Had some small bucks show up. Had a nice buck, very nice buck show up. Um, Two, three days in a row, got a chance to get out and sat up there one morning. He was showing up about 8 o'clock, just like I like him to show up, you know. <laughs> but anyway, I was, I was there. But the had, thing is, I was. time to eat breakfast before yeah, you. Well, that's the thing. Okay, so I'm up there. <laughs> I had, I hate, hate getting into a stand too late. I would rather get in there an hour early. 
like an hour before dark or before light. Anyway, mm-hmm. I was there plenty early, and it was time was was rolling on. I had a doe um, in kind of milling around the stand, and uh, had seen a few deer, but but nothing to write home about. Well. Coincidentally, I was writing home. I sent a text to my wife because I wasn't too far from the house, and I said, hey, you know, I'm going to sit till 9, and I'll come in and have breakfast with you and the kids. She's like, cool, sounds good. Well, you know, it's about quarter till, and I'm getting a little antsy, and I break out my phone, and I'm going to play a game. How could you? I did. I did. (laughs) Well, I don't even know you anymore. I know, right? I know. Which game was The problem is I've been been a – I've I've been in a tree stand. I've been in a tree stand since I've been probably eight years old, seven years old. Oh, that's my dad. I remember being in a tree stand crying because I got scared and I was lonely. And I was probably four or five. Um, (laughs) We have video of that too. Yeah, I've heard. Sobbing, just sobbing. But uh, so I I think I think part of it is I I I think I get a little bit um, brash. I, I get a little bit boastful in a tree stand, thinking you know. I got this covered. I got this figured out. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't. Um, that buck showed up. Uh, I looked up from my phone, and I had my head buried in there for probably five or six minutes. And I looked up, and this buck was standing 40 yards in front of me. Yeah. Never see. I mean, where and how, did, and how did you feel when you saw that buck? Embarrassed. In your, when your I felt, face was I felt, stuffed in your technology. I felt embarrassed. I didn't feel good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did. Man, I smoked that thing i mean <laughs> <laughs> you did on the phone no oh so i was good about that you know i passed the level but um, i looked up i saw the deer i'm like i'm sitting down i'm sitting down my bow's hanging up i'm like shit i'm in a bad sp- i'm in a bad spot you know no yeah. wind i mean this buck hmm. is you know i'm whatever 15 feet off the ground i'm not that high this buck's gonna if i do anything the only my only saving grace is that there's a doe in the vicinity and it yeah, is november so he comes in and and he gets I mean he's 15 yards from me and I'm I, I can't do anything mm-hmm. I'm stuck I'm like I cannot do anything. Luckily he turns and he starts walking up towards the doe and you know I save my game and I put it in my pocket. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you gotta save the game. Save your game. <laughs> no, it does oh my god! It does it automatically. It's auto saving. It's auto saving. Ah. So I get up. God. I make one swift move. I'm like, okay, here, I'm going to have to do this all in one movement. So could I, you, could you, I get up. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who are watching, I get up, okay, grab my bow. This, this buck catches me out of his periphery. Yeah. Right. He 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 spots me. He turns around. He's looking. I don't have my release on. I'm. I'm you don't have your release. No, my on release your is hand? on. I have my release is on my hand. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my release on my hand. You're not playing on vids. Not on the D loop. Yeah. So string loop. Anyway, sense. he he moves off. Long story short, he. I was fortunate enough. I shot the buck, but he, it was not with. It should have been a lot easier than it was. That buck moved off. Luckily, the doe kind of moved off behind me, and he came back in. And he gave me a shot, but I mean, it could have very I, easily gone south. I, I would have seen that buck a hundred yards out from where I was sitting. I mean, he came in straight ahead of me. It's not like he came from behind me quietly. Yeah, he. I would have had time yeah. to get up, grab my bow. So in that instance, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll be thinking about that next fall. Not sure it'll change anything after five <laughs> hours in a stand, but. Um, no, it's it's. I think a lot of people do it, and it's it's convenience. It's it's just like being on your phone in the car. There's no reason to be, you know, yeah. But yet we all do it. it should be illegal. 
in the it's, it is in most states. So you mean to be uh, on the, the phone in the state? Actually, I, I mean, if you guys want to keep using your smartphones in the tree stand, that's cool with me. More more deer for <laughs> the Neanderthals like myself. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do look forward to your your haphazard selfies, you know, of the deer when you shoot them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's well, a downside. In we that. will. We yeah. yeah that, that's a case. That's a case. Yeah. So. Nah, it's it's tough. I mean, it doesn't it does it does break the time up, but it's it's definitely it takes you out of the out of the game. It does. So, my wife coincidentally shot that buck right there, and she was nose deep in a in a book. <laughs> so yeah, paperbacks not not any better than a no, cell phone game. No, no. <laughs> but, right. uh, we'll cover that buck on another episode. Yeah. I'm still super happy for. Her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are we all? So let's switch gears a little bit. Talk about hunting, kind of a little bit there, and and what to do when you don't see anything. But um, spring fishing. We're yeah, doing, we're doing mm-hmm. a uh, steelhead trip shortly, but on the other end of the uh, country, um, guys are getting geared up for walleye fishing. What is this? What is this? This wall wall walleye? Is that how you pronounce it? It's walleye vision. Yep. Walleye. Okay. Wallies. Wallies, Walters, <laughs> big, big eyes. Do they call them big eyes back there? Uh, not, not generally. But you should feel free to use that term if you're I'd ever probably back there. stick. I mean, I'd get called out. Hey, you guys got the big eyes back. Big here? eyes, <laughs> big guys. <laughs> All right, you're right. <laughs> but that uh, that's gonna that's gonna start up pretty quick here. The the quote unquote walleye run. Um. Like I said, I didn't in the springtime. I didn't. I didn't spend a whole lot of time turkey hunting, mainly because it, it coincided mm-hmm. with with uh, man. I just where we grew up. Uh, again, I was really it was fortunate to be able to fish a lot of different fisheries um, mm-hmm. for walleyes. I grew up in central Wisconsin, so a lot of the a lot of the rivers held a good um, a, a good population of fish, especially in the spring, obviously when they were going to spawn. So, yep. man, we, we spent, you know, the better part of a month and a half fishing and it's like that, anything else, you know, you had good days and bad. Um, but there was always that kind of that golden two to three, four day period where, <laughs> man, you were, it was hot. It was, yeah. it was on, it was, it was really good. And it's, it's a, so is it like, uh, it's like 10 fish day or on De- a walleye or depending on where you're hot? at, Every, yeah. Well, okay, so like what you can keep or what you can Well, just just landing. Um I hooking. would say on a on a good day, um you can catch upwards of 20 fish. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I'm sure there's guys that are listening that have caught more and yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I'd say on average on a on a really really good day, I mean, and yeah. you're fishing all day, 20 fish is 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 And these are on is upwards. These are on rivers that flow into lakes. Yeah. And yeah. they're they're going up the yeah. Kind of like a salmon or steelhead, mm-hmm. they're going up. So the they're stream. migrating from the from the still water right. in the lakes. Into, yeah, where into where it's a, where it's an option. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the uh, there's some some big water systems, and again, I'm just going with what I know in, in the state of Wisconsin. But there's some some big waters um, in the central part of the state that uh, a lot of different water flows into. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those fish will will travel, and even the uh, the Bay of Green Bay, um, which is uh, connected to the the great lakes Mm -hmm. those fish go packers go packers absolutely (laughs) big shout out (laughs) gosh i love packers 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 packers, packers. (laughs) but those fish will run too and um 
you know, they are uh, the wa walleye. I, I think a lot like, and Johnny will have to help me out with this too, but like other fish, they do have a, a homing mechanism. Oh, well, they go back to their kind of They will go back to really? their same spot. Yeah, there's been, That's and I did some research, and, and uh, you know, I'm going off of some of the things that I've read. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, these fish will cross, you know, barriers to get back to, and it's it gets stronger as they get older. So, so these fish, uh, males... Males take about three to four years to come um, sexually mature. Uh, females about a year later. So yeah, there's always going to be. Right. Does doesn't it? Yeah, we're always early. Walleyes are the <laughs> early bloomer of the warm water species. They are. They are the. Uh, Get some. <laughs> they're the thirteen-year-old boy of. Uh, uh yeah. God, I hated that guy in the locker room. I freaking hated him. The hairy one. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, dude, what are you? You're a freaking man. You're an eighth grader, like full beard, and I'm, you know, you're like WT. I feel so ashamed. <laughs> I'm all pudgy and pasty and flabby. I mean, do you have your driver's license? <laughs> we were looking at some it's pictures. Totally of not fair. John in the eighth grade earlier today, as a matter of fact. It looked like you could have passed for eighth grade. You were Anyhow. you were 25, but. Anyhow, baby walleye face. are early bloomers. Yes, they yeah, are. Never, never uh, the males. So, so there's always going to be more males in the in Sorry. the system <laughs> than females. So, um, like a junior high dance, much like a junior <laughs> high dance. <laughs> they're very active. And, Dude, go ask. And her. they're on e opposite sides of the oh, river. Oh, she's such a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's just eating over there. Ah, God, look at her. Jeez, what a sow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sorry. Not called hens or bucks though. But they're sows, right? Females, males. Female. I, I'm not sure if there's a, a, a classification term for okay. males and females, but we've just called them females and males. Okay. So, gotcha. But no, they, uh, they no, they so they will return to their same spawning grounds every year, and and so fish that don't leave the main water um, and inland, you know, they'll, if if they don't have a, a way out, um, yeah, they're generally searching for um, gravel. You know, and they'll, they'll move up into shallows. So usually later in the year, summertime, you know, you'll find those fish in deeper water. <clears throat> mm -hmm. um, but, you know, going back to kind of what we had mentioned about their names or walleyes, uh, it's interesting. I, I'm not sure why they are the way they are with the, with the pearlescent lens. But, uh, yeah, extremely good hunters at night and in low low light conditions. So... They do most of their hunting. In, like in the junior high boy. Much <laughs> from the can we, can we turn down that disco ball? <laughs> Way too much acne for this. <laughs> right. But, uh, no, so it's, man, it's, it's, so, it's so much fun. I mean, they're an aggressive fish. Um, they're, they're, as far as eating fish, you know, that, that's one of the things I've struggled with moving out here. Um, I'm, I'm not a big salmon and steelhead trout trout fan you know yeah. i mean like i like salmon i do but as far as trout is concerned you know i'm not a big fan and it could just be what i grew up on i grew up on whitefish you know walleye well, it doesn't get any better than walleye yeah northern for freshwater in my opinion tough to beat so yeah. you know they taste way better one. than turkeys too so that's you've never had a walleye i've never had one are you it's serious gonna, that's gonna change this year you've had Absolutely. yellow perch though right yes pretty similar just out here these yellow perch yeah yeah. I don't know if the, if these perch out here as uh, far as strains. Are, are there, yeah. And it's it's it takes a lot of a lot of these a lot, a lot of perch to to make a meal. That's true. Yeah. But uh no, I've never yeah, I've never had a walleye, but mm. once again, for our 
listeners and fans determined to change that this year. Yes. <laughs> a man of your ilk should yeah. Have, yeah. Have, yeah. have eaten walleye. But. Yeah, yeah, I really should have. But it's – so that, that run is – so usually so, about April. Yeah. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to ask. So you're targeting, like, gravel shoals in the river during the run, or is it – what kind of structure are you looking for? Yeah, um, in the river, it kind of depends on on the on the type of river you're you're on. They're also uh, they'll also spawn on you know up in in the in the grass grassy area if if that gravel isn't available. Mm-hmm. So their spawn is is got a you know a texture to it that it sticks to to most everything. So wherever they drop their eggs, I mean preferably mm. you know they're a female drop. I think I read five hundred thousand eggs. So, you know, <laughs> how many of those make it to uh, adulthood? I'm not sure, but it's it's probably still pretty low. Ten. And w- yeah. what's the <laughs> what what quantity would a male drop in milliliters? <laughs> in milliliters, <laughs> uh, I'd say like a like a Ziploc bag worth. <laughs> Once again, uh, junior high. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that'd be multiple times a day. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I yeah. see. Okay. Very good. <laughs> but no, they'll, no, they'll start cool. working up. Um, they'll start working to their migrating to their their spawning grounds late winter, early mm-hmm. spring. So, you know, the, when you start seeing some of these pictures and posts of really big females, they're catching all those fish on the way up. Mm-hmm. You know, as they move into their spawning grounds, those, those fish are full of spawn. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see the ten, twelve, fourteen mm-hmm. pound fish, which are fairly rare. Yeah. Um, those are big females. You know, big females are really uh, pre-spawn, very hard to catch. Um, and I'm sure there's, again, plenty of listeners out there that have caught a good amount of those. But from my experience, you know, they're they're just not in that mentality to, to eat at mm-hmm. that point. You know, they have a mission. They're going to spawn. And mm-hmm. um, once they drop their eggs and they're looking for um, – I read that – there's actually kind of two with with the expansion of of walleyes throughout the country. There's there's kind of a northern strain and then a southern strain. And the northern strain that you're looking at um, temperatures between like 48, uh, excuse me, 40, I think about 46 and 48 degrees. And those southern fish will actually spawn in a little bit um, higher temperature, 48 to 50. So anyway, most of those spawning females we're looking for 44 to 4 to 50 degree water before mm-hmm. they'll spawn. Pretty wide range for pretty cold for compared to a bass. That too. When you yeah. think about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like huh. for us here in Oregon, it's like 58 to 60. It's pretty, yeah, 60 pretty hit, short. 60 they're hitting the bed, 65 they're, they're dropping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, huh. a lot of time, I mean, the, the water just doesn't get that warm. You know, in right. in the Midwest, East Coast, it's just you know certainly not with, in April. Yeah. No, definitely not. So um, they're just engineered to 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 spawn about forty eight to fifty mm-hmm. degrees. And uh, now, once those and a lot of it has to do with you know, and again, you you talk about those golden four or five days. It's um, not so much water um, level, but water temperature. Mm. Um, I females will find their way even on low water situations they'll find their way to their spawning grounds uh, mm-hmm. you know especially an older female she'll get there 
She just will. She's been there before. She's been there. She she's, knows, she knows what she's looking for. <laughs> <laughs> she's the uh, MILF <laughs> of the walleye <laughs> industry. Get her! <laughs> uh, now, that being said, uh, you know, man, there's so many things. It's a lot like, you know, <laughs> it's a lot like the, the lunar phase of yeah. whitetail hunting. Yeah. You know, like, hey, the the moon phase has a lot to do with the rut, you know, with, with right. whitetails or elk. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up, we had <laughs> every excuse under the book, uh, <laughs> under the sun, as far as why we weren't catching fish. You know, well, you know, water temp's not right. Water temp, or, you know, it, it, man, it just... Water level dropped too quick. It, uh, yeah. you know, it's Wednesday, so no fish bite on Wednesday. But you know, <laughs> it's just, yeah. But uh, you know, primarily what you're going to catch are, and what you really want to catch are. <laughs> and when my dad listens to this episode, he'll probably smirk a little bit because, as I grew up, you know, I I started to get a little bit more involved with conservation and and fish population and that sort of thing and you know we grew up man and it's hey i'm not saying it's right or wrong but we would if you caught a walleye man it's going in the box if it was legal it was in the slot you know and which river doesn't matter talk talk about the slot real quick well man that's a whole other that's that's a big topic and Mm -hmm. a pretty hot one i'm sure again my dad would probably have no shortage of comments on but um on a lot of the lakes in uh, in the Midwest, there's a slot limit, and it it varies by lake. It's not even by state; it's by lake. Mm-hmm. Um, the the place that we have um, a, a cottage on that we grew up fishing on, right now I think you can you can keep, and please don't quote me on this because I'm not sure, but I believe it's one over 15, one under 15, mm. and that's it. Um, but so that's not really just two fish, <coughs> two fish a, a day. day. Yeah, wow. yeah, absolutely. Well, knowing the size of your dad, that's not going to suffice. <laughs> that yeah. is not, especially that's under fifteen inches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no oh, wow. Good thing he doesn't depend on walleye to survive. <laughs> <laughs> well, now he's probably fishing crappy. Yeah, crappy. Crappy. Well, in in some states like Minnesota, when I fished there last mm-hmm. uh, last year, it was a it was an inch range. So I think I think the range was. 14 inches to 18 inches yeah. and if it was below that or above that they had to go back right right um, now, and then you hear about guys you know they're 18 and a quarter and they get the scissors out or yeah. try and clip fins and yeah. you know pl- try and play all those games but yeah which none of us condone obviously no it's just but not worth uh, it. it's not worth yeah it. in in but sometimes that's a lot of them it's in in oregon's had a similar thing with sturgeon in years past mm-hmm. in the Columbia system, but I want to kind of expound on yeah. the slot because some some listeners may not quite understand yeah. what that is. Typically, you know, most states would be like your limit is X number of fish, and they they all have to be over a certain inch yeah. uh, lengthwise. And that, there's, that's there's kind no of what makes additional the, uh, stipulation beyond that. That's, that's what, what makes the river run pretty awesome, awesome because generally rivers have different. Excuse me, different. Uh, rules and regulations like mm-hmm. i know that we were it was five fish it was five walleyes uh, and granted that water ran into you know lakes where that had slots but if you're on the river you know it was a five fish limit five mm-hmm. fish per day mm-hmm. so um, definitely and, an advantage there then yeah yeah absolutely and, and the, the way, way you fished it too was a little bit different you know i mean the as lethargic and, and tough to catch those big females as they were um 
once they spawned out, you know, and they headed back downriver, things completely change. You know, they get really aggressive and, um, you know, they're hungry. And, you know, you yeah. can catch those big females. Granted, they're not, maybe not 12 pounds anymore, but they're, you know, they're 10, mm -hmm. you know, or 9. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Crankbaits, vertical jigs. Um, hmm. And <laughs> you're kind of combat fishing a little bit, depending on where you're at. But uh, usually there's... There's enough far as to go around. competing with other boats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. the river systems can get get kind of choked up mm -hmm. with with boats. So, um, you know, you can always the further upstream you go, you know, and and the smaller the river gets, the, the usually the higher the water. I mean, that was always the the theory that the higher the water that the the fish would go up further. Mm -hmm. You know, they would travel up further to spawn. Which the more I read, I don't think that's the case. I think that if a certain female would go to a certain spot she'd get there no matter how yeah low or high as long as she could get there she mm -hmm. could go sure so. but it's a trip i miss it i miss it every year man it's it's a lot of fun and uh like nate said it's a uh, it's a great taste of fish it's so good to eat. yeah yeah but yeah. something we need to especially try. shore lunch within you know yeah. hours or minutes from bringing them out of the water oh yeah doesn't get much better yeah yeah mm -hmm. I, can't I can't tell you how many how many fish fries that my dad has uh, has worked up in the garage, you know, <laughs> in the deep fryer. Sure. Man, oh man. Yeah. That's little good. panko bread. He, he never eats when he oil. comes in because he has eaten the whole time. <laughs> right. He's <laughs> out there picking through Sampling. It. Sampling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. Huh. Something we, we uh, discovered uh, quite a few years back what was the, the cheap meat mm -hmm. of, uh, of walleyes. Man. Yeah. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Hmm. Yep. Pop that out of there. That's got to be a pretty good sized fish to get the cheek meat out, though. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing goes to waste meat. Waste meat. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing at all. So, yeah, he would, uh, he would sample the fish in abundance before it ever got back to the house. He'd never eat anything when he came in. He'd just, he'd be like, well, I'm, I'm, I ate out the garage. So, yeah. There was one place we went to. Uh, it was a bar, but uh, the River Rail, and uh, they served they served walleye and cod and, but man, they made homemade bread, and gosh, you go in there and what didn't matter what you ordered, you always got this huge loaf of homemade bread with this, hmm. you know, slab of butter on it, and it was, you filled up on that before you ever got to the to the main meal, but butter makes everything better. Yeah. <laughs> Um, supper clubs, something we don't have out here in the, in the, in the great Northwest. Um, is that like an IHOP? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Supper clubs are, uh, independently owned. Uh, the reason why they're called supper clubs is that, first of all, <laughs> the division of the word dinner and supper somewhere happened. It's kind of like uh four by four versus eight pointer. I think wherever you say eight pointer and not four by four, you say supper, not dinner, and not dinner. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Get, I get that. Write that down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Words of wisdom. Yeah. So yeah. how 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 do you how do you get in the club? Is it is there like a all you need to be is eighteen really to? Oh, or, okay. Uh, so anybody any can adult. get in. No man, club. it was uh so supper clubs are usually uh ind independently owned. Usually in a fairly rural part of town, 
Um, usually it, it sits on a on a county road. It, it, it is could it be a double wide trailer. It could be. I guarantee yeah. you, there's supper clubs that are probably manufactured homes out there. Yeah, but yeah. no, they do have a. A, a kind of a, a house feel, kind of like you're going to your grandma's or your aunt's house. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, open for supper, you you walk in and it's it's uh, man, it's almost like a step back in time, you know, because people that own the supper club they generally, you know, they it's decorated with things that they like, usually Green Bay Packer fans, um, naturally, yeah, but <laughs> very dated stuff. Um, there's a bar area and then there's a a dining area, um, always separate, but you know, you go in, it's some, it's a place you stayed nowadays. It seems like, okay, we go out, like if we're going to take our wife out or, you know, we go out as a group, Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, we're going to go maybe here for, for drinks. And then we're going to go here for dinner. And then maybe we'll go somewhere afterwards for a nightcap, right. Or something. Supper club, you did it all there. You, you go in, you're with friends, you go into the bar area, you always saw people you you knew because mm-hmm. um, it's you mm. know, Fred from up the road and you sure. know, he's he's got a farm and you got a farm and you know Joe works down at the mill and that's where you went on Saturday night a kind of a cross between like a bowling alley <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I like that yeah and uh, you know a, a Minus night, th- like a nightclub you know hmm. it, 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 so. What? So there's dancing at these separate clubs. Only if it got real late. Um, <laughs> but you go in, you have some pre-dinner drinks. Usually you get a number, right? They'll bring you a number. They're going to say, okay, you're at uh, table 46. You don't pick your number. You just They'll tell you where you're going to sit. Mm-hmm. Usually the, you know, your your waiter and waitresses are nice, but they're not that nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, here's where you're going to sit, okay? You can have an old-fashioned. Rough fashioned, around the edges. Well, an old-fashioned were and are um, a staple. A staple. The drink is the cocktail, uh, old fashioned. Yeah. So brandy, I guess, was uh, it, it kind of the old fashioned kind of came about in the Prohibition era, where liquors were hard to come by, and a lot of them weren't that good. Mm-hmm. So people started to add sugars and bitters to their drinks, and you know, between that and the sodas, they came up with this drink called an old fashioned, and that's they've gotten much better. But that's you know, brandy has been a a staple in in that hmm. drink. And, I say that because a lot of these places offer fish fries. And, you know, I again, I moved out here, not really a thing. You mm-hmm. know? But it seemed like every every supper club, every every bar offered a fish fry, and they usually offered a locally caught walleye uh, mm-hmm. from the area. But, yeah, I mean, it's it was cool. I miss it. It's uh, it's someplace, you know, it's that you went and you knew everybody. Um, usually you, go, you went and you had your dinner. <laughs> I always laugh because there's always a salad bar. There was always, you know, you go sit down and like, well, we should probably go hit the salad bar. And it was usually, you know, you got your iceberg lettuce, your bacon bits, your <laughs> hard-boiled eggs, uh, tomatoes, cheese, yeah, and ranch. You can't have, <laughs> can't not have cheese in Wisconsin. Yeah, man. yeah, exactly. So you'd hit the salad bar, you'd eat your bread with, uh, you know, your individually packaged uh, butter. Oh yeah, yeah. So nothing was real fancy. Opens. Nothing was fancy. Usually, you could you could get ribeye for like nine ninety nine. And uh, what? Oh yeah. We. Sh- I mean, this is a business opportunity you, on I'm the West Coast. Now. Yeah, yeah. It, it was surf or turf, you know. Mm-hmm. And you could be a miner, and go into the separate club. Yeah, you could go there with your folks. Yeah, there was. Mm. There was. It was what generally if you were not for by yourself. Pond. Could you still go? I'm um, just thinking of the potential market. 
In, like the on, guy, like the eighth grader that looked like he was an adult, yeah. he could probably get in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nice. He Very was, good. But uh, see an opportunity. Yeah. But it's no. more centered around the social aspect as Big opposed time. to the Big time. The, yeah. You know, the the meal experience itself. Well, how how you know, many times, say like a month, would would you attend said Supper club rendezvous. It was a big deal. Rave. It was a big deal to go out rave. to that. So, like, for us, you know, we didn't, we didn't have a lot growing up, but we, we'd we go out, you know, maybe once a month. We'd, we'd go once every yeah. two months. Big time in, in spring and early summer, again, mm-hmm. when people were eating fish fries. And this, a lot of it kind of coincided with, um, you know, Catholicism. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of, a lot of Catholics back there, so everybody... Mm-hmm. Eat fish on Friday, so you'd go to your local supper club or your you know bar, and eat fish, hmm. and that's that's what you did. Yeah. So a lot of it had to do with. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's kind of interesting how it all kind of coincided with, you know, religion and the wall I run. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but most important things in life. Yeah, yeah, they did walk hand in hand. You know, fisher of men. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See what you did there. Did they have, ever have it. a breakfast club? Not so much a breakfast club. No. Okay. <laughs> Great movie. Ah, I'm just Mario. asking. Yeah. Now, but uh, it, it was interesting because you'd go to these things, you'd go to these social events, and you you would find out. You know, a lot of the talk was when you were sitting in the bar having your your pre drinks, or afterwards, you know, you'd have a grasshopper or a um, every time. Apologize. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> Dang it! That was Nate's phone again. Um, that's do we need to clap? Your phone. Do we need to clap and like start over no. now? I think, but your phone probably yes. needs to be a credit at the end of the show. You know, like you know Nate Bailey, uh, John. Brought Eastburn. to you by Green Bay Packers. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> oh and Nate's gosh. phone. <laughs> but no, you talk about you so talk about uh, not only social events, but you talk about fishing and you talk about spring turkey hunting mm-hmm. at, yeah. at these places. You know, so it was kind of the uh, the Facebook. Live before, yeah. before you had to get off. We're talking like 30, 40 people in these places. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is pretty, yeah, pretty big. It was a good. It was venue. a place to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And the thing is, a lot of these places are cool. still going strong. Yeah, that's you know. I mean, they're owned. I mean, there's the, people don't have leases on these buildings. Yeah, they're they own them. They were passed down. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I've seen a resurgence actually. If you go to some of the more metropolitan areas in back in the Midwest. They're kind of building these places up where it's, you know, the the downside to a lot of these places where you the food wasn't great. You know, you'd eat it was good food. It was mm-hmm. filling, and you know, it was usually something that you know curbed your appetite, but it wasn't something that was cuisine. Hmm. So now you're seeing a lot of these places, you know, kind of take that nostalgic feel and escalate it to a place where now you can go get a good steak or you, mm-hmm. know, you can get a few different things other than you can have the fish or the steak. So yeah. serve for the turf. But So the, the foodies of the world yeah. will partake as yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. For mm-hmm. sure. But no, that was good. And we, you talk, like I said, you talk about talk about fishing and get the fishing updates from, from everybody that was on the yeah, water that day. Yeah, that'd be cool, day. man. And you talk about cool. um, turkey hunting if that was, that was coming <laughs> up and you know, what people were seeing and, <laughs> yeah. you know, but huh. speaking of turkey hunting, that was, and is always a topic around this time of year. So I've, people, now that I've elk hunted as much as I have and, and have turkey hunted more, 
I see the parallels, but you know, people talk about that being kind of your uh, your East Coast elk hunting, or you know, it's, it's just like elk hunting. You do it in the springtime. You know, you you're calling back and forth. Um, Erroneous. I can't say that. <laughs> Erroneous. I've, I've quite drawn those parallels, um, but I, I can no, see. I mean, it. I can it's see cool. It. It, it is. It is cool. I can see. I it. mean, it, I I I do enjoy it. I I. I, I like it a lot. Turkey hunting's mm-hmm. great. I mean, it is, mm-hmm. especially when you're coming out of the winter. Yeah, it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Breaks Something up the that helps fever. you get you out of the funk. Yes. Mm-hmm. But man, it's nothing like a you know 800 pound animal in your face. <laughs> yeah. Pure volume. You know, it's. I mean, yeah. it's just. It's. I guess. I guess <clears throat> I'm. I might be a little biased now. Mm-hmm. There are some great turkey hunters out there that would rather turkey hunt than elk hunt. Absolutely. I mean, they just they're just bit by the mm-hmm. by the turkey bug. But mm-hmm. you know, for where and where you go to elk hunt and scenery and just the you know and everything that goes with that is just man special. Now the special. precision it takes. We're all we're all archery guys here. Not that yep. we have any aversion to picking yeah. up a shotgun. Or deadfalls. I've been into the deadfall game. You've been looking for... I've been uh, digging deadfalls. What's the uh, the, the little bungee sticks? Yeah. You know? I like to yeah. throw those out there. You know, you dig the pit, yeah. stakes. Yeah. Pungee sticks? It's, it's, <laughs> it's legal in Oregon Something for turkeys. Like that, right? Not for elk yet, but I'm hopeful. <laughs> It'll have to be a pretty big hole. Yeah. Pretty big stakes. Oh, yeah. Too. It's a commitment. You <laughs> Wasn't there a guy that, big holes? that we talked to... Um, in our line of business that had done some he had camoed up got like ghillie suited up got on the ground and was like on ground level with some bears or hogs or something is that ringing a bell hmm uh kind of yeah yes go on i I don't know if he was actually Trying to harvest these animals, kill these animals. I I don't know if he was just trying to get close or yeah, what. Yeah, like he was yeah. getting all gillied up and putting some bait out, and he was getting on the ground trying. Just to wanted to touch them. I think so. Just trying to get as close as he could to. Yeah, I mean it's doable. I yeah. think. Uh, See I've now that's a parallel between elk hunting and turkey hunting that I do see is how close you get to the game. Yeah, yeah. like you can get. Sure. Extremely, you see the see the videos of the guys that they're backed up against a tree, and you know they got a a gobbler just mm-hmm. just going off like at the end of their barrel. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Certainly, the parallels to hunting elk in the rut, as far as setting up ambush points and yeah. trying to call them in and mm-hmm. participating in the vocal interaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely see that. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think it's harder to master elk calling or turkey calling? Hmm. I would say it depends what part of the oh, country you're in. I would, I would, I would, I would say question. it depends what part of the country you're in, because those eastern birds are tough to tough to harvest. I talk to a lot of okay, experienced guys on that part of the you know the east side of the country, and some of those birds are pretty sketch, yeah, pretty yeah. spooky. I'd say the the amount of of different sounds you have to make to be successful at turkey hunting is probably a lot wider, a lot. There's there's a lot more sounds you have to mm-hmm. be able to do and know when to do them. I think when it comes to turkey, I think in both turkey hunting and elk hunting, you have that guy that gets out of the truck <laughs> every year. Gets out of the truck, walks to the edge of the road, bugles, or 
you know, Yelps, locator calls. Yeah. Here's that bull. Here's that Tom. He's like, oh. They, they, they fire back at him. They grab their bow or shotgun or whatever. They walk 10 feet off the road, and here they come. Sure. You know, I, that mm. happens all the time, I'm sure. Never happened to me. I wish it would. Yeah. <laughs> but I just haven't been that guy. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, I don't know. I think... I think it just varies. I think just by the – there's more and more hunters every year, so naturally the animals are getting more and more educated by people that, you know, make mistakes. I mean, yeah. we all make mistakes, but, uh, I mean, it's interesting, though, because you can you can literally – I mean, when things are right, you slam the door mm-hmm. on a truck and, and, and Toms will answer you from the roost. Mm-hmm. You know, or or near the roost, or whatever, mm-hmm. and oh, there's a bird. You know, so I think, I think locating birds might be easier. Um, finishing a bull, or a, you know, versus a educated tom. I don't know. I'd say or, both. It it it's just it's tough to say. It's tough it, to say. Both uh, both game, both turkey and and elk. And. I think the best callers are the ones that do it the least amount possible. True. I think yeah, a lot of I would us, go with that. and me included, Can't when it comes to, when it comes yeah. to turkey hunting, I've been either elk hunting or yeah. I, I feel like I probably overcall a little bit when it comes to turkey calling, mainly because I'm just not as comfortable with it as I am elk calling or elk elk I've, hunting. I've never seen a guy run two box calls. <laughs> well, like you, yes, sir. I mean, it's impressive. What I do is actually One show them <laughs> to both legs. They're on each hip. <laughs> <laughs> I've it's always amazing. heard you're supposed to sound like it's multiple turkeys. So, you know what? It's amazing. You should you should do that sometime for us. Okay. I mean, should, okay. We should bring that on the show. Maybe next time. We'll do that. <laughs> we'll bring some judges too. Yeah, that's uh, that's competition great. out of it. I got uh, Parrish, Mr. Parrish, world champion turkey caller. Waldell's is on the back turn. Is he back burner? Yeah, he'll be okay. Here. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. local uh, call maker. They'll probably uh, call in. Jason Phelps. Um, we'll probably get him in and uh, have him have. We'll bring bring him in. See what he can uh, <laughs> see if he can judge us. Yeah, there you go. Ah. <laughs> Our friend Will. Ah, ask yeah, you. Will ask you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now here's the thing. Is I don't like to wear pants when I'm calling in the family. In the, <laughs> oh, yes. No, I'm sorry. So as long as those guys are cool with me, pantsless, calling, <laughs> dual box calls. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you I think you got room for a friction call out there somewhere. <laughs> you put a slate out there in front of you. That's so bad. <laughs> Disgusting. You're turning off. Most I of know. Those. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't judge us. <laughs> it's fun though. I mean, it's it's like you said. It's it's a fun. It's fun to do in the springtime when you you're just itching to get outside. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, now that I got a little bit of property, you guys, you know, yeah, should, it should get easier. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. That's the one thing well, with with elk versus. I'm never uh, leaving. I'm gonna sleep here <laughs> on your couch forever. <laughs> <laughs> We'd prefer it if you left. All of us. I'm sorry. So it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's in my contract. Yeah. <laughs> but spring, here. spring's here. Spring is right around the corner. Which, you know, probably all looking in the mirror, thinking to ourselves, 
John's famous line from episode one. God, I feel so fat. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we were actually recording. At that point. You were just standing in the mirror looking at yourself. <laughs> I know. Well, I, you know, I haven't seen funny mirrors in, in most households, but that one <laughs> yeah. was very, very pear-shaped. So what do you guys do? Time to get in shape. I mean, other than other than probably the first of the year where everybody, you know, <laughs> swears off alcohol and, and sweets. For about a week and a half. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then it comes <laughs> like, well, it's getting nice outside. I should probably uh, go take a walk. What do you guys like to do when the weather gets nicer and the days get longer to shed the flab? Nothing? Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Neither. Uh, Well, it's either I'm either on the water working out the upper body, (laughs) casting a rod as much as possible. I was like, doggy paddle? (laughs) What's up there? Go into more detail. Stroke. Stroke. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, I just, I I hit the trail. I don't necessarily put on a bunch of weight, you know, Mm. put a pack on with 60 pounds at that point but mm-hmm. um you know our climate's pretty mild here so as long yeah. as you've got good rain gear you can you can get out pretty heavily starting late february early yeah. march yeah and i just pick trailheads and try to f- try to find something that's got cool scenery to take pictures of while i'm out to take your mind off of the fact that you're exercising mm-hmm. yep sure and that's why i see you around campus Lots of incline. Johnny? There. Uh, Myself? Yeah. Well, uh, other than switching diets, there's there's, there's a few there's a few (laughs) tactics I like to employ as a as a as an athlete, Um, and as you can see, that's working great for me. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, But uh, man, I'm 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 guilty of just like I mean just like a lot of people I mean I go like for like a week hard and then you you know you fall off the wagon mm. so it's it's it you know having somebody to keep you accountable is pretty pretty it good is. but but um you know it like you said it, it rains a ton up here and so you just kind of got to power through it but I would say you know just there, there's it's hard to beat the real thing hiking with some with some weight mm-hmm. um now I don't know if you guys have heard of this, but there's a there's a medical condition where your heartbeat, if it rises like 10, 10 beats per minute above its normal resting heart rate, you start to get a rash. That's me. So I don't prefer to do anything like really strenuous. Um, I try to keep it, you know, really low impact. Um, so, you know, ex facto, I got to do a lot more to burn some calories, but I'm in it to win it. So... <laughs> Um, I'm in it for the long haul. So, so my, my, my in shapeness, you know, is it's it's a slower curve, <laughs> but I'll get there. I'll get there. You do. You always get September there. September is right around the corner. <laughs> That's why you start in February, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Today, oh man, I'm gonna put on my shoes. Yeah, <laughs> and that's enough. Is yeah. Okay. See, people ask me, how can you burn calories on that Segway? <laughs> I said it's possible. It's possible. You just got to If tr- you want it. You got to try. You, you got to try harder. You just got to find bigger hills. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. It's tough. It's, it's there not for easy, you. man. I it's tell you what. You. Like you said, just the It is. Getting pa- and it doesn't matter if you're in 
the northwest or the midwest or the southeast or whatever. Northeast? Mideast? Or Alaska. Westeast? Anywhere. <laughs> the west the west <laughs> and eastern <laughs> states? No, I mean, it's it's the winter months stink, you know? I mean, it, it's tough. It's motivating. I guess, I don't know. I don't think it's probably the weather as much as it's just the motivation. Yeah. You know, you said that, yeah. you know, having somebody there to to push you. To to, mm-hmm. to get out there and say, hey, you know. Um, See, when we lived together, we ran all the time. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> I don't know if you sure? remember that. <laughs> I mean, you're like, come on, Eastburn, let's down to the got a five k. We ran to Seven Eleven. Like, yeah, <laughs> let's 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 go, Jake Siegel. It got to the point where you wouldn't even you wouldn't even go out for beer. You just like, well, I just pick some up on your way home there, man. Yeah, I'm pretty comfortable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as is right here. <laughs> It was like it was like ebony and ivory in the sense that if Jake was ebony cardio, I was the ivory just anything, uh, well not workout related. It was as if you were. Like, we were you, great for each other. We were. We should, I should you know that. But if you were, we like if you were in. allergic to uh, gluten, be great. It was like that, you know, like you were allergic. Yeah. You know, like I can't. I'm sorry, I can't have any cardio. <laughs> I'm allergic. <laughs> to no that. things. I'll pass. <laughs> Yeah, One thing that yeah. makes it nice nowadays, even if you don't have an, a workout partner, mm-hmm. I mean, social media can be a pretty big motivator. Yeah. I mean, I've, I follow quite a few people that just about on the daily, they're posting something about working out. And some people find that obnoxious, but to me, as long as it's front and center, it kind of keeps me on the wagon. Yeah. You know, there's some good people in the outdoor industry as well that like, like your Cameron Haynes or, or yeah. Christy Titus, or or even Brian Call from the the Gritty Bowman podcast, yep. Um, yep. that are that are big into fitness and and do a really good job of yeah of uh, getting motivation out there for people and so mm-hmm. and that's just to name a few but as many people like that as you can if you're if you're into social media so I, John's eyes are glazing over across the table there but if uh, if you're <laughs> if you if you take advantage of that. He's in, the in uh, modern he's the, day and he's age. The, he's the oh, Bill guys. Belichick of this group. <laughs> guys. Well, uh, I'm not really into that face Snapchat no, no, no. stuff. So. <laughs> but no, that that's really true. And you know, as 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 much, and I think that's the as much f- as kind of fun as we poke of you know working out and and being in shape. The bottom line is, you know, we, we probably all are a little. Uh, envious of those folks that are dedicated enough to to get out there and and do it as much as they do and and uh and stick with it because yeah i mean once you get to uh the fall and you're hiking up mountains or you know going on a trip or or whatever it doesn't even have to be a hunting trip you know just just any type of activity it's 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 easy to sit back and join the many many people that say you know whatever that's for it's not for me you know sure you can have that i'll be just fine but yeah, yeah it's, it's, i'll start getting in shape in july and yeah, i'll exactly. be fine exactly so or i kill everything <laughs> 10 feet from the truck yeah or maybe not that might not be the that's right what i got kids for right <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot yep. of things to do i mean as the weather gets nicer you know nate you know john you guys talk about going for hikes and going for walks riding bikes i mean even shed hunting and you know, we talked about going shed hunting in other episodes but just whatever motivates you and you know a lot of times it's finding something that 
keeps your mind off the fact that you are working out. So if it's shed hunting, if it's, you know, going to pull down your stands from the previous year and, and uh, you know, getting out there and, you know, scouting some new area, you know, getting out yep. and, and hiking hiking some creeks and, and rivers for for fishing, whatever it is, I mean, just get out and, and get your blood pumping. It makes a big, big difference. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, yeah. All right, so where are we at? Tech tip? Yeah, hit us. We talked about turkey hunting a little bit this year, or mm-hmm. this uh, this episode. And uh, so a couple of years ago, my – well, not <laughs> – my wife loves to go to garage sales. And uh, a couple of years ago, she brought home some really big, tall, old truck mirrors, like from a, you know, 79 Ford, you know, just the tall ones, you know, or – 72 Chevy, right? Yeah, with the brackets that are yeah, three feet yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she decorated them and put, the them, camper up, special put them up in the house. And I was <laughs> looking at those, and I was like, you know what? First of all, I do not like to sit in it. I don't like I don't like blinds, period. I don't care if I'm deer hunting or turkey hunting. I do not like blinds. I hate not being able to see behind me. You are blind in a blind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. aptly named. Mm-hmm. So I looked at those uh, truck mirrors, and I said, you know what? I got, a, I got, <laughs> got a, a spot for them. Got a use for them. So I commandeered them um, during uh, a deer season a couple of years ago. And what I did is I took a couple T posts and I hauled them out. I, granted, you know, my stand wasn't that far from from my truck <laughs> at, at this point, this particular location. But I brought a couple T posts and a couple zip ties and I drove those suckers down on each side of my uh, blind and I put up a big truck mirror on each side of my blind. Mm-hmm. And then I camouflaged it up a little bit um, so it wasn't so shiny. But it was amazing how much more confident I felt about sitting in that blind because I could see everything coming from behind me. And I had a good field of view because they were they were big, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, it wasn't just a little car mirror. Yep. It's um, a good and, idea. Uh, never, I had deer come in, never got spooked. You know, I think if anything, if you leave something up long enough – they'll get used to it and mm-hmm. uh I, I had it up early enough that the, the deer didn't seem to bother him and, and i caught deer coming from behind me that as much as i love to play tetris and you know the blind that you know i probably <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> did you, but, really, you but, i mean that's that's i mean it's pretty it's pretty ingenious i mean that's those same that's truck going, I, I, I would not have, where are those mirrors at? they're downstairs right now Really, I had, I had to bring him back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I, <laughs> she was. You could not. Now you could not hunt that blind between twelve fifteen and twelve twenty for five minutes because you know you're blinded. Probably I would have with got, the sun. Yeah, but that's hardcore, right? There. Did you did you hook him up to that's the remote hardcore. so you could adjust the tilt <laughs> from within the blind? I kept looking for yeah. that little tab. You check your right side and check your left side. Yeah, yeah. Little pan tilt. I'd say action. You do that's that, a hell of a tech Take tip. Uh, <laughs> take the time to build a hood. For it though, for in John's, uh, in, 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 to your point, to keep mm. the sun glare, yeah, you down. want to keep the sun glare off, yeah. yeah. But it was awesome, man. That was one thing I, you know, yeah, you never have idea. to open up the back of your, your blind. I mean, peek out the back. Because mm-hmm. how many times have you heard something in the in the check your blind spot? It got it got the best of you, and you cracked a window, yeah. and you know there was a deer or turkey, ten feet from the blind, and they're. They're looking right at you because they heard you or saw you open that up. So, mm-hmm. hmm. yeah. So um, try it out. Yeah, because 
I know everybody listening here is probably going to be at some point this summer, spring and summer, going down a old country road, and <laughs> you're going to see that estate sale sign, and you're going to do your best to uh, deflect the fact that she probably saw the sign. Mm-hmm. You're going to bring up something else. You're going to try to divert the conversation. Squirrel. She's going to say, hey. We should stop. We should stop at that estate sale. <laughs> oh my so gosh. get your butt in there. Find some old truck mirrors. and uh, Or an old Fenwick fiberglass fishing rod. Right. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> hell yeah. yeah. Yard sales and estate sales, man, that's. Yep. I like fishing that old vintage gear. Yep. I find those a lot. All right, what we learn? Nader? I learned uh, John is way more interested in big guys than he is in video okay. games on his cell phone. <laughs> Johnny? Or big, big eyes, I'm sorry. Big eyes. Walleye. Right. <laughs> I can't read this. What do, you, what do you got written down there? I don't know. This is a different language here. I learned that uh, <laughs> Nate collects a royalty... <laughs> I learned that Nate collects a royalty on hoverboards, and in fear, can't read it. Can't. I can't read this. I can't read this note I wrote earlier. And in, uh, I got it. I got it. It's coming to me. Got it. Got it. Got it. Go ahead, Jake. Well, yeah, I'm sure (laughs) all of our listeners are waiting on bated breath. But uh, Uh, I learned that uh, John draws a strong parallel between high schoolers and walleyes. Perfect. Particularly high school boys. (laughs) 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 Okay. All right. I got it. I got it. I got it. And in fear of paying a royalty, Jake wears a hat. Because of my male pal. Because of your male pal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you uh, get it? You're bald. You should work on your what you learned. I know. That's I'm also so sorry. What I learned. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, my, my ink is ran. My, my paper was wet. I apologize. I'll do better next time. I'm sorry. But thanks for listening. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to The Crave. Uh, subscribe. Leave us a, leave us a, a, a review. Let us know how we're doing. You can you can get to us at the Crave with a K, thecrave.net. Um, also, our social platforms. Check us out on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. I don't know. There's got to be more, right? Yep. Snapchat. Find it all at our website. We've yes. got all the links up Go there. Go to the website, thecrave.net, yep. and uh, find our social pages from mm-hmm. there. Drop in comments on the on the podcast page for, for whatever episode. Weigh yeah. in on the would you rather's or whatever else that uh, feel yeah, like give commenting us a would you about. Rather. Give us a would you rather. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Also, let us know what you think about John's uh, conversation about uh, his high school uh, <laughs> <laughs> struggles, <laughs> his uh, success stories. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a trying time. It was. <laughs> so confused. Uh, All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Peace out. Uh, <laughs>